Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. conversation on controversies and there is a lot of controversies going around um, on a lot of things that are happening that the church is just staying silent and so this is a conversation that I as a pastor need to have with us as a church about talking about difficult things and I want us to understand a few things before we start this series and probably every message I will say this before we begin it because um, there, there's a lot of feelings and there's a lot of opinions on the things I'm going to be speaking on. Um, understand, the heart of your pastor is not to say something controversial, isn't to, to go for the shock value, um, but it's to preach the word of God and to preach what God is saying to us through his scriptures. And so um, today's message, the next week, the week after, in fact, next week we're talking about racism right here at Foundations Church. And... Um, it's, it's what, what, what do we do? What is racism? What isn't racism? You know, because, I mean, I can be like, hey, you're eating Cracker Jacks. And somebody's like, you're a racist. I'm like, what? I just said you're eating Cracker Jacks because you're eating crack. Um, so um, what's, what, what is going on, right? Like, what is happening right now? And what is our job? What is our role as followers of Christ? And um, as, as we get ready to start this series, I want you to understand what my job biblically is as your pastor. It's found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Paul is talking to his apprentice, Timothy, and he says this. He says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Not man's approval, his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Who correctly explains the word of truth. This means that I'm not twisting scripture to fit my agenda. Woo! Um, that, that I'm not taking scriptures out of context, but I'm correctly explaining the word of truth. He says this in chapter 3, and it goes right into chapter 4, uh, verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, and don't we love those moments? Um, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, still talking about the Word of God, the Bible, uses it to prepare and equip people to do every good work. So here's where Paul goes in, into chapter 4, right into chapter 4. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, Timothy, preach the Word of God. 
Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not, whether people want to listen or not, right? Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. That good teaching we're still working on, right? We're just trying to make it good. Um, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And I got to tell you, we're there. Right? This, This is where we are as a nation and as a church in the United States. Is that if you don't like... If the pastor's preaching the word of God, you just go somewhere where they preach what you want to hear. Um, and, and understand, my job is to preach the word of God. It's not to preach what I want to preach. It's not to preach what you want to hear. It's to preach what does God say. But Verse 5, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Here's what Jesus even said to his disciples, and it's taken out of the message translation because I love the way it reads. It says, there's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors. And I have this on a post-it note I read every Sunday before I come down. It says, your task is to be true not popular. That's my job. And so since I'm not trying to make you like me, please like me. I'm not in mid-high anymore, thank God, because um, you want to like me. Um, but um, since, since my job is not to be popular but true, hear me, as, as we go through some difficult conversations through this series, understand it's not coming out of a, you're wrong, I'm right, this is what the Bible says, ah, ah, ah. No, 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 no. This is coming out of a place of love. This is coming out of a place of what is our responsibilities as followers of Christ. Not, this, isn't what the cult, this is not the culture's responsibility. Culture, lost people, here's what I got to tell you. Lost people, sinners, let's just call it the way it is, right, are going to act like lost people and sinners. Stop acting, asking them and expecting them to act like anything but. But you aren't called to live that way. I'm not called to live that way. And so how do we function in really difficult situations dealing with different and difficult circumstances that you guys have submitted? So today my message is entitled, Elephants, Donkeys, and Jesus. Elephants, Donkeys, and Jesus. And we're going to talk about politics. Uh, It's like talking about tithing, right? Like everybody's like, yes. He's talking about money. He's talking about politics. Um, here's the awesome thing. I talked about politics in first service, and two people still got saved. Like, I'm like, God still does miracles. Um, don't tell me he doesn't. Um, if I could come up here and I said, man, there, there's, everybody should be a Republican. If you're a Christian, you're, you're a Republican. People would be like, what are you talking about? But, but here's the God honest truth. I've heard several people say, well, I don't know how you can be a Democrat and be a Christian. And I've heard several other people say the exact opposite. I've even heard this one. I don't know how you could be a Christian and vote for Trump, right? And, and, and I've heard people that are like, well, I, you know, I, I say the words, if I say the words Trump, uh, Mitch McConnell, Rush Limbaugh, Fox News, some of you are like, I'm about to leave right now. 
If I say the words, the, the initials AOC and Nancy Pelosi and Barack Obama and MSNBC, some of you are like, that's all fake anyways, right? Like, you're just like, I, no, no. Here, here's, here's what we've got to understand before we even engage in this. There's a lot of emotions when it comes to politics. There's a lot of feelings when it comes to politics. And what I want you to understand is that if you are, are involved in politics, as I read the Bible and I've studied it for this message, I see nothing wrong with you being involved in politics. Right? There's, if you're a government official, man, what I can tell you is we need more godly government officials in the government. Like we need more people that are followers of Jesus Christ running for office because you are leaders and you're in a place of authority. And, and we're thankful that you're doing that. There's nothing wrong with being in politics. There's nothing wrong with getting excited about politics. One thing I will tell you that I can't find in scripture, this is just my opinion, but as somebody who you are a free person and a citizen where men and women have sacrificed their lives so that you have the right to vote, you should vote. You should let your voice be heard because it's a right you have been given, not that everybody else in this world has. That's my own opinion. But what are we to do when it comes to politics? How are we supposed to behave when it comes to politics? I got news for you. Everybody that hates politics. Um, we're not even in an election year. It's just, I mean, crazy hasn't even started yet, guys. You're like, when did it ever stop, right? Like, it's, it's we're just gearing up. So how, what is your, your responsibility? What is my responsibility as a follower of Christ when it comes to politics? Well, the first thing I would tell you is this, is that your responsibility, my responsibility is to pray for our leaders. It's to pray for our leaders. This means even if the president isn't the one you voted for. Oh, this is going to be a fun message. <laughs> and that's easy for us to say if we voted for Trump and be like, hey man, how'd you do when Obama was the president? Right? Our, our job, instead of ripping and criticizing, is to be praying and interceding for our leaders. That, that's your job, that's my job as a follower of Christ. And, and he, hear me, it's not about whether you like them or not. It's about, man, they're your president, they're your senator, they're your governor, they're your leader, and our job, according to the Bible, is to pray for them. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4 says this, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. So in case they were like, well, I'll pray for them. Paul says pray for all people. And then he says it this way. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority. I love that part. And all who are in authority because you're like, well, I don't have a king. We got authority. Anyways, um, so that we can live, live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Here, here's how I would like to flesh this out. When, let's, can I just be me today? Okay, I'm, I'm just going to be me. We get really mad when the guy we, we voted for doesn't become president, we're like, no, he's not my president. You know, and there's a hashtag, not my president. And, and so since he's not my president, I'm not going to pray for him. 
It's not what the Bible says. It's not what the Bible says. Not my senator. I don't like who they are. I don't like. Here's why you and I are called to pray for them. It's because you may not be able to change the heart of a king and a president, but the Lord can change the heart of a king and a president. And man, you don't know what kind of pressure. You don't know what's going on. And one of the most powerful things that we have in our arsenal as followers of Christ is prayer. And you and I are called to pray for those who are in a place of authority. Whether you want to say they're your president or not, guess what? Suck it up, buttercup. They got elected. They are your president. And your job, my job, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's a Republican, whether it's a Tea Party, whether it's Progressive Party, is to pray for whoever holds that office. But there's another caveat, ca- ca- whatever. There's another little thing. I'm not French, people. Come on. Um, there's, another, there's another little trick um, you and I are called to do. It's not just to pray for him. It's to respect our leaders. Oh, dang. Um, first Peter 2, 13 through 17. Like, somebody's like, where are you getting this from? Um, first Peter 2, 13 through 17. For the sake of the Lord's, for the Lord's sake, submit to all human authority, whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that, you, that your honorable life should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. For you are free, yet you are God's slave, so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone. Let's repeat that for just a second. Respect everyone. And love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. But Justin, they stand against everything I stand for. Let me give you the context of where Peter is writing this from. First Peter, he is writing to the church, the responsibility of the church. And there's an emperor in charge named Nero. Nero burned half of Rome, a little over half of Rome, and blamed it on the Christians. And now there's a persecution that is happening to the church. He is taking Christians and putting them in the Colosseum and killing them for sport. He's persecuting the church. And, and, and this is the person, understand this. Then Ife says this, honor the emperor. Are you kidding me? Now, I don't know how bad it's gotten and what your dislike is for whoever the president may be, whoever the governor may be, the senator, whatever it may be, whether it's your guy or not, you and I are called as followers of Christ to respect them. Because here's the deal. We as a culture are dying for respect and demanding respect, but we as people refuse to give it. And if we're going to live lives that are honorable, that are pointing to something bigger than you and me, we got to live like nobody else. And we've got to honor those who are in authority. We've got to respect those who are in authority. And here's the rub. Even when you don't like them. Second point. Um, stay united. As a church, we've got to do this. We've got to stay united instead of divided. The job of the church is not to let politics come in here. And, and divide the church. Our job is to stay united instead of divided. If there's one thing I understand, there's always going to be disagreements. 
there's going to be uh, 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 circumstances, there's going to be topics that man come in and they divide our culture, they divide our nation. In fact, we're facing a, a, a huge one right now in our culture that has the potential to just, man, make us go in absolute chaos, and it's this. I mean, we're talking about unrest, civil government overthrow over this one issue. It's who has the best spicy chicken sandwich. Is it Popeye's or is it Chick-fil-A, Right? Like, people are going crazy over this. Now, now listen to me. If you're new to Popeye's, I got to tell you, don't tell me how good their spicy chicken sandwich is. I've been going to Popeye's for a while, baby. Um, talk to me. If, you, if you've never had their mashed potatoes and gravy, then talk to me. If you've never had their red beans and rice, now talk to me. If you've had their biscuits with honey, dear Jesus, come on, talk to me, right? It's great. But let's not lose our mind. Don't be messing with Jesus' chicken. Man, it's Chick-fil-A. Come on. You shall honor the Sabbath. Come on, guys. May not like it. May not be popular, but it's truth. I'm doing my job right now. Here's the deal. People, people, people have gone crazy over this, right? You've seen them. I've seen them. You know them. We can call them by names if we want to. But um, there's going to be things that divide us. Don't believe me? It's football season, right? This has nothing to do with politics. I'm just having fun now. I'm making people mad. Um, (laughs) Guys, let's not let our whole world wrap around a bunch of college-age students, right? Like, your friendship shouldn't be lost if somebody else likes another team and they start talking trash because your team stinks. Like, just, it's a game, and you're not responsible for winning or losing it, okay? So anyways, um, Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says this, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. How do you do and how are you going to do when somebody rolls up in the Foundations Church parking lot and they get out and they have a MAGA hat on, right? Or keeping America great, right? What, how, how, what's your reaction? Are you going to say, that's the ugliest hat I've ever seen. You ought not to wear hats in church. Like, are you going to, is that going to be your reaction? What are you going to do when somebody rolls up and they have a feel the burn shirt, right? Like, feel the Bernie Sanders. Here I am. What's going on? This is me. Are you going to be like, that's the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. What are you doing? That's not welcome here. Or are you going to do all that you can to live in peace with everyone? What do you do when somebody goes on a rant? What do you do when somebody loses your mind? Here's here's what I have decided. It's not my job to fix crazy. Right? And some of you, you invite all this drama into your life because you think your post on Facebook is going to fix crazy. It's not. It's not. Do all that you can, I can, to live at peace with everyone. Here's the good news for us, Foundations Church. We're not a Republican church. We're not a Democrat church, Democratic, Democrat church, right? We're not a Tea Party church. We're not a progressive church. We never will be. We are a church that belongs to Jesus Christ. And that's where we will stay, and that's what we will always be. 
And so you're not going to hear Republican lean or Democratic lean. You're going to hear what does Jesus say we should be. And our responsibility is when people come in and they cancel out your vote and people are here and they vote and they stand for everything you stand against, your job is this. As long as it depends, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. In fact, Paul said this in Colossians chapter 3. He says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive everyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as one member for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Can I say this? Before you engage, understand what this, this scripture is saying, is before you engage in that fight, in that argument, ask this. And it doesn't, this doesn't mean you can't disagree with people. This is not that. There's going to be disagreements. But ask yourself, that am I, and what I'm getting ready to do, and what I'm getting ready to type out, right? Like, I'm getting ready to let you have it, right? Are you clothing yourself in love? Are you doing everything as much as it depends on you to get along with others? And is it worth it? That's a good one. Is it worth it? Because otherwise, you need to walk away. Otherwise, here, here's what, go, go read the book of Proverbs. All throughout the Proverbs, it says this. It says, a fool gives full vent to his anger. In, in essence, he spews before he thinks. He types it out before and just lets it out, right? But it says the wise, and this is the Justin Graves version, learn to shut their mouth. Right? It really is what the book of Proverbs talks about. The wise use restraint. And if you and I, if we're going to promote unity as a church, we cannot allow outside forces to bring inside division. We have to stay united on the common ground that we are saved and we are here to love one another, no matter what party you're from, no matter what background you're from, and no matter what shirt, what hat, and who you vote for at the ballot box is, we cannot let division happen with inside the church. It's got to stay unified, and we keep going after what Jesus Christ has called us to go after. And this becomes really easy to do when you understand the third point. The third point is this. Be known more for who you serve than who you vote for. Our job as followers of Christ is to be known more for who our Savior is than who we voted for. Who we serve than who we vote for. It says this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. Think of that. Jesus saying this to his disciples. Not, not, not me, you. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that it doesn't just point, so it doesn't point to you, so that it, it doesn't point to who you voted for, but that it points to your Savior. Now, 
I, I have a little illustration for you, surprise, surprise. I went shopping on Amazon. You can find all kinds of great stuff on Amazon. I found this. Um, Trump, make America great again. Some of us are like, where'd you get that shirt? I want it so bad. Um, some of you are like, that's garbage. Burn it right now. Um, I found this great shirt. Both of them are the same color and close to the same print. So I tried to keep it equal. Biden, right? 2020 for president. Um, there's, there's that shirt. Some of you are like, get that out of here. And here's the deal is that a lot of us, we got bumper stickers, we got this, we're passionate, we're passionate, maybe, I may not have your candidate up here, okay, I have a budget, give me a break, I'm not the government, um, you know, I, I've got a budget I've got to work on, um, here's the deal, some of you, you're like, man, man, you know, I, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that, do you know what, neither one of us are supposed to be known for this. You know what we're supposed to be known for? I got, I got something for you. This is what we're, you and I are supposed to know, be known for. It's to make Jesus famous in all that you do. Is that in everything you do, in the way that you conduct yourself, it points to him. That's it. And, and I started thinking as I was preparing this message, I thought, man, how, how crazy would it be? If we were as passionate about our Savior as we were our candidates, how much would the world change? How much would the world change if we were as passionate about telling people about the plan of God and the purpose of God as we were about telling people why they're wrong about who they're voting for? What if we were as passionate about Jesus Christ and his kingdom and all that he stands for and all that he is as we were about immigration, as we are about gun control, as we are about Obamacare, as we are about a wall, whatever your issue is, man, that's not what you're supposed to be known for. You and I are called to be known for this. Some of you, you're more passionate about talking about spicy chicken sandwiches than you are about Jesus Christ. I'm being for real than you are about Jesus Christ. Well, no, no, I'm not. I just don't talk about it. Man, what you are passionate about, you talk about. Don't believe me? We're in college football, right? Some of you, you put more effort into your fantasy draft than you do in following Jesus. And how would our world change? Man, if we were that city on a hill that's not hiding, but is declaring the goodness of a man who came to earth, a God who became man and came to earth named Jesus Christ, who died for people's sins, who didn't mess up too much to find forgiveness and redemption, and that there's a story to still be written in their life. That, this is what you and I are called to be passionate about. This is what you and I are supposed to be known for. It isn't about being known for a candidate. It's about being known for the Savior you and I serve. But what happens too many times is we, we blend in instead of stand out. And you and I, man, let us be known as followers of Christ. Everything, everything I read in the Bible, this is straight on. We're supposed to be known for who you and I serve and we call Savior of our life, then we are who we vote for and what party we belong to. And when you understand this, point four becomes a reality. Our last point is this, politicians will never fix your life and are not the hope of our nation. That spot is reserved only for Jesus. Understand this, we get so worked up 
And we allow politicians, and this isn't a politician hate speech. It's not this at all. But they're not going to fix you. They were never designed to fix you. They were never designed to fix it. Oh, they're going to have an effect. I'm not, I'm not blind. I'm not stupid. They're going to have an effect, but they're not going to fix what's broken. That can only be fixed. That can only be fixed and made right when somebody finds Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's got to be a spot you reserve that, man, nobody else gets to fill this spot in my life but my Savior. If you fly Southwest Airlines, um, you're given a number, right? Like A29, A29. Um, and when you get it, I, I'm really nice but real aggressive when I fly. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I, I know my number, and so when, when there's the, the A1 through A5, A6, A3, A10, blah, 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 such, such. If I'm A29, I know A30's here. And I hate the creeper, like the lines, the, the guides, it's a creeper in the line. Like, I'm going to try to assume a position that's not mine. Or I'm going to find out. If you're A30, you're going to be behind my butt in line. You are not getting my A29 spot. What's it matter? This is what it matters. There's a seat on Southwest Airlines that there's not a seat in front of. And it's like flying first class on Southwest Airlines for me because I'm six foot six and I can stretch my legs out. And it's fantastic, right? So I'm going to make sure that if you you aren't supposed to be in that spot, you're not getting that spot. And what I would tell you is the same thing when it comes to things in our life. It's not about not having other things in your life. You got to make sure that they're not the thing that's fulfilling your life, the hope in your life, because that spot has to be reserved for Jesus Christ. And here's what I would tell you, and I've got to close with this and I got to stop because I could talk about this for a while is that when we start placing our hope in politics, first off, you're going to be really disappointed. But secondly, um, I, I would say this. When we start placing our hope in politics, we become off-kiltered really quick and full of fear. And, and, and let me make a public service announcement to both sides of the aisle. Calm down. You are scaring the children. Calm down. <laughs> Kids think they're going to be homeless if this president, if that president gets elected, we're going to be homeless. If that president gets elected, you know, you know we're, 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 the Russians are going to come and invade in China, and now we're all watching Red Dawn and preparing for all this, and the dogs in the corner just, sh just shaking. We're like, calm, hey, calm down, calm down. Like, it's, it's okay. If a Democrat's in office, calm down. If a Republican's in the office, calm down. If it's independent, dear Jesus, calm down. Everybody calm down, and here's why. Here's why you can calm down. Here's why you don't have to freak out and be like, ah, hear this. Romans 13, verse 1, everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God. And hear this, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Nothing surprises God. So, so hear this. Whoever the president is, God's still in charge. Whoever the Supreme Court justice that gets elected, <coughs> nothing surprises him. God's still in charge. No matter who the senator is, no matter who controls the Senate or who controls the House, hear me, calm down because God's still in charge. Nothing surprises him. Nothing takes him by surprise. He's in charge of it all. So stop placing your hope in politicians and understand what your role, what my role is in a really difficult position, in a really difficult topic, 
is, man, is to pray, is to respect, is to stay unified, and is to keep Jesus known to everybody I come in contact with. And to allow Jesus to place and to hold the only place in my life that brings hope and security and peace. Because when you do that, man, you understand what the, what the scripture says. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. Lord, I know there's a lot of different emotions, a lot of different opinions on what we're talking about and what we're going to be talking about the next few weeks. But Lord, we go back to what Paul said to Timothy. All scripture is inspired. It helps correct what's wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And you use it to equip us and prepare us. And so, Lord, for us in here, I I pray no matter where we're at on this issue, no matter how we've acted or not acted, how we've conducted ourselves, I pray that we would just live our lives in a way that points to you. We would live out our lives in such a way (coughs) that it points to you. And, Lord, we wouldn't get caught up in the heat of the moment. We wouldn't get caught up in arguments that really a lot of times are just useless. But Lord, as far as it depends on us, that we'll get along and we'll make peace with others. That Lord, we would step into that role that you call, that Lord, we're a city on a hill that should not be hidden. God, I pray, let us shine for you. Let us be known for advancing your kingdom. Man, for advancing your name, for advancing your cause, because that's the only thing that truly brings change. That's the only thing that restores hope. That's the only thing that sees the lost become found. Lord, I pray that we would have a refocus of our priorities and of our passion. And that, Lord, in all that we do, that we would be wise and that we would be your servants as we live this life out in a really hard really difficult area. God, move in us and let us be, as Paul said, that we are Christ's ambassadors. We are Christ's representatives to this world. Let us live our lives in such a way. Let us conduct ourselves in such a way. Let us speak in such a way that it brings glory to you, that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father. It's in Jesus' name I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed this morning if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. Today you may be here and, and, and really maybe it's about recommitting your life to Him. Maybe it's about coming home and, 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 and nobody else knows where you are in your relationship with Him, but you know where you are isn't where you should be. I'm going to count to three, and if that's you, I'm just going to invite you to raise your hand. Hear me, this is nothing to be ashamed about. This is something to be excited about. Because we believe God sees a hand, and he changes a heart. Man, stop running. For some of you, stop running. For some of you, stop playing games. Take your first step and your most important step to getting it right this morning. If that's you, when I count to three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one. Is there anyone else? You join this one hand 
that's lifted before we go any further. Yeah, I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? You say, Justin, that's me. Man, that's me. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I just confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, and I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it. And I turn to you, God, and I grab hold of the life that you have for me. I ask for your forgiveness, and I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.